Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lin. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and my lovely hostess, Miss Daphne Lynn. Good morning, Miss Daphne. Or should I say, hello, Daphne. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yes, we got a, another review day here on the uh, NDE World Podcast, so I'm looking forward to that. I think we're going to have Me a couple of well. pretty good ones uh, on today's episode, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yes, wait, I'm looking wait. forward to it. I always enjoy uh, listening to these episodes and just taking away as much as I possibly can to help me in my walk and my growth to enlighten me to really realize that source spirit God energy that's on the other side waiting for all of us. That's so accepting, so loving. It's not like the the punishing god of religion so no it's not um I, I love gleaning as much as i can from these accounts yeah that's good good deal good deal and and me as well you can get and we call it nuggets here on the nug on the show we are <laughs> nug hunting you can get some really life lessons some really good life nuggets from the other side and that's what we love about the the show that we do here and in case you guys don't know or if you're actually new here uh, we welcome you here, and uh, for more information about who we are and what we do, feel free to visit our website at nde.world. That's nde.world, and uh, check us out, see what we do, and feel free to to contact us if you've got a story to share, but it, it tells you all the different things that we cover on the website, so feel free to check that out as well. Yes, please. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first clip of the day, and uh, get out our pens and paper and uh, <laughs> start taking some work. notes and go nugget hunting. How about that? Ms. Sounds Daphne? wonderful. Awesome. Let's do it. And we are rolling. On Sunday, July 17th, 2022, I was out and about with my bearded dragon lizard, Lemmy. We were walking through the drainage tunnels as a shortcut to our destination. We were resting in an open part of the wash situated directly behind the runways of North Las Vegas airport. I was sitting back watching the small planes take off and land. My little buddy was sitting a few feet away sunbathing. I was taking a long-awaited drink from my water bottle as I watched a small, single-engine Cessna making a right turn in my direction and preparing to land. I watched another small plane descending behind it. At least it appeared that way, from my vantage point. I expected the planes to pass directly overhead of me to land. But, to my horror, I watch as the planes collide midair about 50 feet above me. I scramble to my feet, grabbed Lemmy, and sprinted towards the steep driveway-like slopes of the storm drain. When I heard the deafening sound of an explosion, I was thrown forward with tremendous force while pelted by small pieces of shrapnel. I went unconscious as I hit the ground. 
When I regained consciousness, I saw nothing but a dark tunnel. I thought I imagined the whole incident, and looked around for Lemmy. But he wasn't there. I freaked out and ran towards the end of the tunnel. I was blinded by an intensely, bright light. Then, I found myself in different location. I was a grassy oasis type of place. This confused me as I was greeted by a strange, robed figure who led me down a path to a field. Numerous people were sitting there. I recognized my grandmother, great-aunt, and a close family friend. All of them had died when I was younger. I asked the robed figure, who are you? Instead of getting an answer, everyone else was asking me what I was doing there so early. I replied, I don't know. I relayed the story that there was a crash, I passed out, and woke up somewhere else without Lemmy. I asked if they had seen him and demanded that I get to him. The robed man placed one hand on my forehead and everything became blurry and dark. I opened my eyes. This time, I found myself on the ground and in a lot of pain. As I stood up, I saw the burning wreckage of the small Cessna about 20 feet away from me. The pungent smell of burning flesh and metal was very strong. I frantically looked around for Lemmy and found him a few feet away from me. I picked him up and dialed 911. I explaining the situation while cautiously inching closer to the burning wreckage. I wanted to see if anyone had managed to survive. It was so horrible that although it will forever be ingrained in my memory, some things are just better left unshared. I suffering a broken knee and a fractured wrist. Lemmy suffering a broken forelimb and a spinal displacement. We spent a day in the hospital. The nurses were so nice to me and little Lemmy. They even made him his own little splint for his arm. In the end we were okay. I wish I could say the same for everyone else, but the air collision resulted in four fatalities. I was met by journalists for an interview but I declined due to the severe aftershock. And we are back. Oh, man. It started out a beautiful day at the park. Yeah, man. Poor little Lenny. Man, that's what I was concerned about, man. He told me that, that thing done blew up and... Next thing you know, he's on the ground and Lemmy done disappeared. I'm like, oh, shoot. Was it Lemmy or Lenny? I think it was Lenny. Huh? Lenny. Lenny? Okay, Lenny. All right, so we've got him, you know, telling the story about the planes and stuff, but I'm kind of more focused on the actual, the OBE part. It says the uh, dark tunnel. Mm-hmm. And Lenny gone. Would you like to pick up from there? Yeah, uh, I thought at first it was going to be like a distressing one just with the darkness and all um but it he didn't he ran into an in intense bright light with a robed figure and uh that led him to a path and a field which was pretty interesting so he ran to the end of the tunnel yeah to, towards to the, the bright the light tunnel. yeah the bright um, blinding light yeah and then the grandmother he recognized people there mm -hmm. some refer to that as the greeting party um but he recognized his grandmother, his great aunt, and a close friend of the family. Think about that. What are you doing here? As if they knew he's supposed to have been there at a different time instead of why he's there now. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. Just just a little side note there to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, when he asked the robed figure, um, who are you? He never answered. They never did answer. Yep. And then he asked, has anybody seen Lenny? 
Poor so little Lenny. I think that was so sweet. He was so concerned about his little buddy. His little buddy. And you could tell the way pet. he was talking about it. You know, oh, my little buddy. And, exactly. and we were just kicking back, having a, you know, uh, a, a glass of uh, tequila, watching <laughs> the airplanes uh, over the sunset. You know, yeah. and, and it, it reminds me of a recent episode we done uh, on pets. Because here's an example of a beloved pet that is not a fur baby. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. I mean, e- even even going to the extent of, you know, they went once he found his little friend back when he got back on the par- uh, at the park uh, to the scene of the accident that he found his little friend and he had a little messed up little limb. So they spent some time and in the hospital back, together. Got hurt. Yeah, and they made him a special little cast. Yeah, a little. I thought splint. that was so cool. But I love that. I love that when humans treat animals with respect and love because they are our fellow uh, souls here on earth absolutely we're all connected all connected we all are one the the air collision itself you know claimed four lives so there was four people that transitioned and uh there was four people that transitioned and and they wanted to interview him since he was a witness but he refused so yeah yeah that's especially with lenny down like that you know because he might have needed Lenny to do his little sidekick or something while he's talking, but you know, as long as Lenny's down and you know he's got yeah. these casts and bandages, he had needed and, time to heal. Yeah, so he may may go back to doing interviews after Lenny heals. Who knows? <laughs> You're so bad. Let's go to the next clip, okay? All right, and we are rolling. I was jumping off the top of a small dam into the river. I followed the example of some older boys who were doing it for fun. It was a dangerous and risky activity, but I thought I could do it successfully. My first few jumps off the dam were exhilarating. I just needed to be sure that I jumped out far enough to clear the cascade of water falling down from the dam. Otherwise, one could get pulled down under the water and pinned to the river bottom. Needless to say, I made too short of a jump and fell into the cascading water. I was tumbled and pushed to the bottom of the river and pinned down flat by the water pressure. I tried to break free, but was not strong enough. I held my breath and thought to myself, this is it, I am going to die. The moment I drew water into my lungs, I thought, dying is so easy, only one breath span between here and there. It was soft, like gossamer on a butterfly's wing. My life flashed before my eyes in rapid sequence, like flashcards or playing cards being ruffled quickly. All of my life moments, including the inconsequential moments as well as important instances, they all came flooding through. From the red canvas of my tennis shoes, to the wind and smell of the oak trees I loved to climb, everything I experienced was shown frame by frame in a part second. I was suddenly pulled by many filaments located in the center of my chest. I went forward like a kite of a string, down through a tunnel or wormhole. I went extremely fast, like a bottle rocket. I was flying toward a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Then I was standing in bare feet on river sand. I was standing on the edge of a great river which flowed from left to right, it looked to be a couple of miles wide. Behind me were stabilized dunes, with willow and alder trees, intermittently spaced along the river's edge. There was grass in the dunes. I first looked for the sun, but found nothing that provided a light source for the daylight conditions. I then looked across the river, 
to see such an amazing world of mountains, trees, waterfalls, exotic flowers. Everywhere was green, green, green. It looked like our own natural world, but on steroids. There was so much life with colors, textures, light, and smells that were all in a state of absolute perfection and abundance. I could scarcely take it in. Then, I suddenly felt myself being pulled behind by the same filaments, between my shoulder blades, back through the wormhole. I found myself being resuscitated at the river's edge. A couple of teenage boys had jumped into the water, found me, and pulled me out. Okay, there we have it. The, um, this lady had a, an experience in the water, and it took her down and pinned her down, and I guess uh, she definitely had a near-death experience, for sure. Most definitely, yeah. The thing is, like we hear in so many of these cases, she knew she was going to die. Yeah, this is her life flashed, okay? All the moments, good and bad. But uh, here's my first point, my first nugget here uh, that I like, and we, we comment on this a lot here on the show. Red canvas of her shoes, wind and smell of oak trees, okay, that she had experienced throughout her life. Uh, what are some of the elements in there, and why did I kind of pick that line? So it's kind of like a life review. Kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm going to back up because she had a really good quote. Um, she said... Oh, yeah, the one before that, you had written it down about the breath between each life. No? Yes, that there's one breath between the here and there, you yeah. know, and that it, that is that breath between life and what we call death, which is the true doorway to life, the true life. So I really appreciated that comment, you know, one breath between here and there. Absolutely. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, comment. Yes, and it's so true. I mean, and, and that that is for every single one of us. I mean, we really have to look at it that way. I mean, one breath. You never know when that last breath will be. Right. Absolutely. But actually, I, I say that, and you do know when when you're passing, because most all of these into ears they say they knew they were it was their time. You do, I and mean, why wouldn't you? Right. Why would it be a surprise? I mean, if you think about it. Oh, I think you'd have to know so you can prepare. I mean, it, it seems that because we get pretty much all the stories back like that. They know. They have that sense. They know they're passing. Yeah. yeah. Back to the um, the red canvas of the shoes. Okay. Yeah. The the intense, bright. Colors. And all. Colors. So we get lots of that. But the next line says the wind. Okay. You don't see wind. You feel it. So that's a kinesthetic feeling right there. So exactly. you have feelings of feelings on the skin okay or or the spirit however that is and it said the smell of oak trees smell now olfactory all of your senses still yeah so you can smell on the other side mm-hmm. remember we recently heard one about this guy smelled his grandfather's cologne on the other side yeah. so uh, i don't know let's go to the next one here we got the filaments in their chest started pulling her and she started flying through the tunnel towards the light mm-hmm and when she got to the other side, there was a river running left to right. She did lots of grass, dunes, and it was really bright there, but there was no sun. She was looking yeah, for a source. Yeah, she was looking for that sun source, but she found nothing that provided her daytime settings. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of it, uh, I want to say in Revelation, where it talks about there, there's no need for no the sun. sun no, yeah, no sun. Because just the, the glory of, of the source and the life and the light on the other side, you know. We'll need the sun. Sun's 
Sun is for sun us. Sun is for this this plane here in the uh, terrarium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, mountains, trees. We get a lot of this. We get a lot of earth like qualities on the other side, but just like like she said, like on steroids. That's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> our natural. It was it was like our natural world, mm-hmm. but on steroids. Waterfalls, you know, the colors, flowers, paradise. Yeah, the ex- ex- perfection and abundance of the colors. Light, textures, smells. Mm-hmm. I mean, so all the senses very, aren't very used a lot in this particular NDE. Uh, and then it said, of course, she was pulled back and resuscitated. So, right. Yeah. Any final comments on that? Yeah. I mean, she just she just got to experience a a scene. You know, no life. Well, she did have a life review, but it was like. Uh, flooding through frame by frame so it was a very brief life review yeah but she saw she had no what we call greeting party or recognized family loved ones so it was very very brief for her gotcha. which is uh good that they somebody had seen her go down yeah absolutely for her and to, be able to come have, back and share that story yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yes indeed indeed okay well looking at the clock we're gonna go ahead and go with one more and um, do one more yeah, we'll throw that in real quick and see if we can find some more nuggets, and we'll take it from there. Sounds great. All right, and we are rolling. I was in my living room around 10 a.m. The morning was clear and sunny. Since I was trying to get a permanent position at the university, I went to learn about a second refusal they sent me. I was greatly distressed with an immense feeling of depression and loss of hope for my future. I then decided to write down a kind of legacy listing the failures of my life. At the moment when I took my paper and pen, I was inspired to write a poem that seemed like it was dictated to me. But I didn't hear any audible voice as everything happened in the form of internal thought. I had the feeling to discover my own poem while writing it down, as if I didn't know what I was going to write. The poem was about the nostalgia of love. I had a strong desire to cry but held it back. Then I had several times the thought God is calling you in an insistent way. It was as if this thought was something like a message that was sent to me. I didn't produce this thought consciously. However, this seemed totally absurd to me, as I was a declared atheist and philosophically close to Nietzsche and to the death of God. I was also an avid reader of Arthur Schopenhauer and Sigmund Freud. I resisted this thought and refused to accept it. I turned my face in thought behind me, and was immediately projected in a black well, forming a tunnel with stones of a regular shape, very dense and compact. Almost immediately I felt a vertical movement without knowing if it went up or down, and all the stones transformed into light. I found myself in the middle of a light of an inconceivable intensity. Compared with this light, the sun when looking it in the face looks like a weak electrical light bulb. This light was of a total transparency, to the point that normal light seemed dense and compact in comparison. Because of my feeling I knew without the smallest doubt that this light was God, while I was an atheist, in the same way as you don't doubt the existence of the sun when you receive its beams. I couldn't reason intellectually anymore, I only sensed things. This light was loving me with unconditional love and it wasn't judging me, it made me totally transparent for myself. I saw the truth about myself without being able to lie to myself. I saw my life scrolling with an inconceivable speed, like thumbing through a book in a few seconds. 
I didn't even have time to stop and meditate on each of the events, but I had the impression that everything was listed, it was like a row of photos parading on a line. Trying to justify for the love that I received from the light, I tried to highlight my good deeds, diverse charities, and I saw that each time, the deep motive of my action solely had been one of pride. This motive kept coming up continually, even with the good things I had done. I was then immediately convinced that there was even not one single atom of love in myself, to the contrary of this light in which I was, even though it was at the same time in me and around myself. Considering myself in my own eyes as unworthy, I then took like a step back, even though the notion of space where I found myself had no sense, to voluntarily leave the light, to regain consciousness in the real world. Then I started to cry about all of my past life until then without love, and immediately wrote down a second inspired poem describing my experience and which was talking about God's love present in every one of us. Psychologically and directly after this moment, I had many contradictory feelings. I had the terrible impression that my life had been scanned and that I had failed a test of validity, and on the other hand I sensed the peace of the love I got in the light. I had the impression that I had been receiving the knowledge of everything that exists without being able to express it with words and concepts. I immediately consulted my bookcase and my books of philosophy and had the impression that all the thinkers were trying to talk about this light without being able to really reach this, I had the impression that it was at the foundation of everything without being expressible through thoughts and words. And we are back. Okay, what do we have here? Uh, would this actually be an NDE or what would you say this actual experience oh, I is? I think this you know, is more was, of an OBE like, kind. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, more of an OBE because, you know, depression, loss of hope and, mm -hmm. you know, making an actual list of your failures. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, you know. Right. I, I'd yeah. say just let your failures go and... Focus on your accomplishments. Focus on the positive, the constructive, the right. you know, the love, and, and, and that is just us getting caught up in the story. Which and the story is us, our what we've been through in our past. We get caught up in the ego, the self. Yeah. So we have to remember that we are more than that, and not focus on the bad because the bad is what brings you down. He, he was dealing with depression, so he was writing a poem as right. well about love about love but he said he felt it was dictated to him a message sent to him so that is spirit being channeled through him because uh, he said he was an atheist yeah so um he was writing a love about a, a poem about love and god calling him yeah and then that's where the tunnel comes and in. and that's when the tunnel comes in okay. yeah yeah this particular tunnel had stones Right, yeah. It was, you know, surrounding the stones, but the stones turned into light, and then this, there was this intense light, so bright, that it made the sun look like a light bulb. A weak light, electric <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> like a weak light bulb. It was inconceivable light. Yeah. You know, and we hear that so much, you know, it's just hard to put it into words. Um, I love the part that even though he was an, a so-called atheist, he just knew without... A shadow of a doubt. doubt that he was in the presence of the all. It was in the presence of the source, or what, of what, he, what he called God. Yeah. And um, I love the part that he said he could not reason intellectually. See, that's the challenge with the world here in the flesh, okay, in today's society. Mm, we try to reason everything away, explain it away. Yeah. Everything has to be intellectually explained. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> 
What about the spiritual? There's a spiritual world that cannot be explained intellectually. So I love that part here that, you know, this atheist was having experience with God or the source, what we call God. And um, he, he could not, you know, in other words, that that intellectual reasoning has no substance, no strength, no nothing over there on the other side. Right. He couldn't use that. Like people over here will use that as a defense. Exactly. They will use it as a battle. I mean, I, I hear people get into intellectual, you know, battles every day. Exactly. Um, and that light um, that he was uh, knowing was God, um, he said, was unconditional love, and there was no judging. Yeah. That unconditional love. Unconditional love. No judging. I mean, we hear that. And this in is so an atheist. So, all you atheist bashers out there, you know, if God loves them. <laughs> And you should too. You should not judge another person because they have a different belief system. Okay? Exactly. All people, we should love all. Uh, let's see. He he learned more about himself, more truth about himself, and he couldn't lie. See, humans can lie. That's the biggest challenge. And, and not only that, but you can lie to yourself. And mm-hmm. we all do every day. Everybody exactly. lies to themselves, and we all lie to each other, one way or another. Okay, throughout our lives, you know, some more than others. Okay, some actually make a career out of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> some get really good at it, you know. But um, right. I, I always like to stick to the line. My mother always uh, said that I, I'll tell you like it is, not, not like, like it, it was. was. Yeah. So I'd rather tell somebody the truth and hurt their feelings and let them get upset with me because it's easier to get over that, you know, something like that than what to be a lie to them. So just be honest, be upright. Telling the truth, but right. he couldn't and, lie about who he was and who he thought he was, and that God didn't exist. You know exactly. And you know, I think um, the point that he said, he said there was not an atom of love in himself in comparison to that light. So th- there's that big difference in um, what love is. Yeah, what and, he felt as love. Well, he said he started seeing his life like a book, which well, I wouldn't say be a life review, but it's like photos, like photos. on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to go with that thought, that's the motive of pride. And yeah, he he had experienced everything through a pride, through pride without love. That's right. Yeah, the he noticed that he he did everything without love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he said that. Not there was one atom, huh? Yeah, imagine that. I mean, how how. We would view what love is compared to that unconditional love. So, I'm I'm guessing he's experiencing this while bathing in that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That's what's showing exactly. him and him feeling that hey, I, you know, you really realize just how unworthy we really feel when you start to think about all the negative you've done in your life. And so mm-hmm. this guy really started to cry and really started messing with him, you know. Right, and. Uh, he did say that God's love was present in all of us as as well. So uh, he and he received knowledge of everything, and and that's that plugging in back source. into source. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we get that a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. And I've said it once. I said it a couple of hundred times. But the uh, plugging back into source, you're going to get that direct knowledge, that instant download. Um, and we see so many of these experiences have that happen. Absolutely. Get you thinking. Yes, it will. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and uh, looks like we're going to go ahead and probably get things wrapped up here because uh, well, always we've got our time 
restraints and constraints. We'd like to try to keep mm. everything within. Time so. restrictions. Yeah, time restrictions. What are, what are some points, Daphne, out of today's uh, reviews that really kind of come out in your mind that really sticks out, would you say? Um, there were actually a few of them. The, the brightness of all of the light. I mean, it, you, you get that in all of the accounts. Um, Brighter than a sun. Right. Exactly. But not, but not hard on the eyes. Didn't they say so they can, they it's, can it's see ne- it? It's never hard on the eyes. But it's spiritual it, eyes. And that's it's brighter why, than what I'm the saying, sun. Yeah, spiritual eyes. Now we have the sun here, but we also have physical eyes. So I'm sure if we were seeing the sun through spiritual eyes, it probably wouldn't be as bright as it is. Exactly. With physical eyes. So this mm-hmm. light is always brighter than the sun. Mm-hmm. Always. Love is always associated with that unconditional. Unconditional. We love. we we love conditionally here. Most people do. Yeah, yeah we say, oh, we don't. I love you no matter what. And you do love, but it's not the love of this God source energy. Right, and God is love. Mm-hmm. And love is a spirit. God is a spirit. And you know. <laughs> um, when I was in religion, you know, reading time and time again and, and knowing uh, that God is love, I had a different appreciation, a different understanding of what that love is, being God. Now now that I'm out of religion and learned these stories from the indie ears, I understand more what that God is love is. Right. And it is so beautiful. I mean, these it takes it, it to a different level. It really does. It, it's just so enlightening to really understand that now. Because when I was in religion, I thought I understood it, but looking back now, I had no clue what that love is. And looking through these accounts, that God of love is not a judging, punishing God. That's not what love is. Punishment, right. punishment and condemnation is not love. No, it's not. And that's what God, if God is love and the light, then there can't be punishment. There can't be judgment in that. So now I appreciate God is love in a whole new light. Right. And then when you throw in with that, with well, what about people who's done bad and all the evil and the wicked? You know, that's why God judges and God condemns you and judge God yourself, punishes. Yeah. Well, when you learn that, you know, you are the judge of your own deeds, right. <laughs> your own actions, you know, you you will have to come back and, you know, or you will have to deal with all of your choices that you made. Your while poor you choices, were here. yes. Yeah, all most of us. Definitely. Yeah. All of us, yeah. And when I say you, I mean you as in plural, and I am included in that. Maybe I should say we. I, I, have, I do that from time to time. And, and I, if I say you, I do mean us as a human race. You, we, me, us, all of us. <laughs> oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Exactly. <laughs> it's really that simple. If the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah. Yeah. If it resonates, accept it. If it resonates, Apply yeah. It. So if it doesn't, the then... disclaimer is the bottom line is none of us are going to know any of this until we all get there. Right. On the other side, you know, and once you get to the other side, then you'll know. You, it'll, it'll no longer be a guess, you know. So that's right. why you have so many contradicting and conflicting concepts and ideas over here in this realm, you know, mm-hmm. with humans from the, you know, the, 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 even the world of religion alone. Think of all the different religions, all oh, the yeah. different religions in the world. Most so, definitely. You know, that alone, and, and, and think of all that division. 
Yeah. Within but, just the religious world. That's not talking about the political world. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think about the division of what, what we have in this world and, and the different doctrines and everything from those religions. At the unity and collective of the other side, other side from these indie ears, their yeah. their stories have a line running through them that is truth and unity, yeah, whereas right. religions and and it's politics and everything on this side divides. Oh, different, and that's a very good point. Very good point. So we'll go ahead and wrap up with that. that that'll definitely get you thinking. And like we always say, and all these indie ears say, there is no religion on the other side. So exactly. Question your religion, guys. Question your religion. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. And as always, we love you so much. And thank you so much for tuning in. Mm, yes. And uh, may peace be with you all. And until next time. Always let your light shine. For more information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.com.